welcome back to week eight of the fancy fuck boys uh i lost again i'm i'm down pretty bad right now uh yeah man it's tough i'm travis i'm david i also lost again and didn't score very many points either did you no i I didn't really look i it was it was a rough one um but we got it we got special uh guests we thought we were gonna have guests but we got stan on hello you got one half of the james and stan team joining today um and before we go any further uh james is regretful he can't make it but he does have a message that he would like to share with the league if you don't mind if i read it off uh only if you do it in james's voice I don't think I think it's kind of racist. <laughs> I depending on how you do it, maybe, but you know, right, I'll, uh, I'll I'll try to give a little bit of inflection, but for the most part, it's going to sound like me. All right, here you go. Connor's really fallen off this year, and it's a disappointment, but expected. His picks out of the gate never really made sense. Him trying to transition throughout the season has only made his team worse, and I think it's time he goes back to playing Farmville on Facebook and gets out of my league. I, I, that was a pretty damn good impression. I thought you were gonna go very racist with it. One, <laughs> uh, two. He said Farmville on what? Oh, his exact words said on Facebooks. Okay, but, uh, I did uh, a little bit of grammar correction. On his behalf, I was going to say James sent us a message today uh, asking us to share that. And Facebooks is what really stuck out to me. Um, I <laughs> I thought you did a little bit of a disservice by you know Farmville on Facebooks just hits better. So Connor, um, message from James. Go back and to I, Farmville. And buddy. I would just like to say that James is usually about a every three hours texter. Uh, and when I said, do you have a message for the people? He responded less than one minute later with that typed out. So take that as you will. Straight off the top of the dome there. Just already had it loaded up. Um, yeah. I, I'm i pretty sure James is the mastermind behind your guys' whole operation. So it's a little, a little sad we don't get to pick his brain apart. But um, that's all right. That's all right. Let's go into bachelor talk right now um just run right through this stan knows the formula we all know the formula how we're we're doing it we're going to start with bachelor in paradise david you want to give us a little little breakdown yeah um so i guess the way this episode worked out is the first half was very boring um i mean a lot happens i guess thematically for the show so eliza goes on a date with john henry um aaron b's all wait wait wait, wait. Up, right not not john henry john b john b yeah yeah aaron b is all broken up about this because he's like i thought we had really something really special but i guess if she needs to go on this date to figure things out then a letter um long story short for that that storyline it sounds like she is gonna stay with aaron b um and for reference for reference it's been what like eight days nine days yeah and everyone is like they're gonna get they're gonna leave here married so i I don't 
extremely sure in that uh that relationship. Um who else went on a date then? It was Olivia and John Olivia. Henry. Olivia went on a date with John Henry. Olivia was with Peter. Peter is a douchebag who I don't like very much. Um it sounds like that I mean the date with John Henry went well. But she's still like up in the air. Like it wasn't like she was sure that she was gonna pick John Henry or sure that she was gonna pick Peter. Um, so that's a storyline for next week. Also, another thing they didn't do the rose ceremony at the end of this episode, which I always hate. But that's because of some other things. Um, so getting to the real good part is. Sam leaves because she can't poop, which we talked about last week. Aaron S. is now there without a match. Like, he's basically going to be going home. So he decides, he's like, basically, I feel like he says, like, I'm just going to start causing fucking chaos everywhere. It's like, well, if I can't find love here, then I'm just going to be a, a dick or something like that. But um, they introduced this truth box, which was basically like a, an anonymous comments box. And so he breaks that open and starts reading it. Um, and a lot of the stuff is basically just shots at Cat, from what it seems like. It was, it was very clear that Aaron S. and Brayden were the only two that put notes in yeah and they were all cat is a snake and brayden and rachel should make out with each other that was all it was yes basically everything um i should note aaron s destroyed this box which wells claimed was handmade i don't know if it was or not but it was a nice box he literally could have just like opened it up He, he slammed it on the ground and was just you could tell Wells was actually pretty upset about it. So, which that right. dude's like the chillest dude on the on the planet. So, uh, just yeah, that's that's what I was most upset about from from that portion of the episode. Yeah, unnecessary oh. dickness, dude. Speaking of the whole like Braden should make out with Rachel thing, that goes back to earlier in the episode because Braden, who apparently was kind of like a dick or like evil i don't even know what you'd call it on like his season of the bachelorette was like well i'm just gonna start like doing my own thing now like going rogue and he did kind of have a fair point so sean who was with rachel decides that he wants to go see if jessica would be interested in having a connection with him for no real reason other than the fact that he likes Jessica more than Rachel. But then Or he he thinks he does at least. He, he thinks he does. Yeah. Yeah. But then Braden goes and tells Rachel that basically Sean was like, Well, Rachel just likes me too much and I want to see what I have with Jessica, which gets Rachel pissed, so then Rachel and Sean are broken up, so then Braden's like trying to get with Rachel. Um but Sean already hated Braden and this obviously so 
he hated Brayden. They hated made him. up, like, squashed the beef before this happened. Like, during the season, Sean was one of them that, like, vouched for Brayden. just like, yeah, no, he's actually a pretty good dude. I thought he was a dick. That's and right. Then, and then Brayden comes in and does this. Yep. So that's going on. Um, and then part of the truth box thing too is Aaron S goes and talks to Cat and is basically saying to Cat like oh I forget what he, he was even saying to her because it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. He was basically just like questioning her intentions with Tanner now because of um because of what she did to Brayden. But then Kat's getting fucking pissed and just yelling during her, like, solo interview thing that they always do. And I guess you could hear it, like, all throughout the island. Yeah, um, they they showed, like, different cameras with people, like, hundreds of yards away. And the mics were, were picking them up. Like, picking up her rant to the camera in her room or wherever it was at. So she was yelling pretty loud. Was pretty pretty pissed about it. Should yeah. probably be like a red flag for oh a hundred percent. There are a lot of red flags with cat. I feel like yeah yeah for sure. Um, but then that's basically where the episode ends. Um, they teased for the next episode that two girls are coming on. I believe before the roast ceremony, or maybe just one. Uh, two sounds right. Two are coming on before the rose ceremony, so the like four guys or whatever it is that don't have like guaranteed roses right now are gonna be really chasing those two girls for the first half of the episode, probably. Um, and then what else was teased? Oh, Tanner, who is with Cat, gets asked on a date. Uh, next episode. And he takes her right away, and Kat gets pissed, and everyone's kind of like, well, that's kind of what Kat deserves because of what she did to Brayden. I feel like that's most of what we saw. Yeah, that was a pretty good breakdown. I've got just a couple of comments on it. One, Sean was really stupid to do, like, to approach Jess when he did. Because if he waited literally, wait like, after tw- like, 12 hours, yeah. Then he's like good, or like twenty four right. hours, whatever. Then he's good. He can go like pursue it, and he has power. Like, so he's fine. Two. You didn't talk about how every girl thought John Henry was super hot, and he like went in there like shaky, like didn't doesn't know how to talk to girls. It's he's true. This, yeah, he's this thirty one year old underwater welder who doesn't know how to talk to girls, and the appeal to all of the girls is that he just looks like a guy like he's just a, he's just a guy he doesn't care about his skincare routine <laughs> he's just he's just such a guy and like i thought he was gonna be kind of douchey or like redneck or something but he seems like he's actually there like to find like a potentially a wife and almost no one else feels that way so only seen him with like one date with olivia obviously but but we'll see about that. I just thought it was hilarious that the whole appeal to him is that 
he just he just seems like such a guy, you know. That is, that's right. Because on their one on one, Olivia was like, "I just love it." He doesn't know anything about like face care routines and stuff. Like he's just such a guy. That's that's hot. It's just like, oh, well, you know, fellas, all, all the single guys, you could be landing chicks on the, the Bachelor by just, you know, being a guy, you know, man up a little bit. That's all it takes. Uh, yeah, so pretty, oh. it was more entertaining than any episode so far. What else do you got? Right. One other thing, this doesn't pertain to the episode specifically, but I saw... I don't remember if it was on TikTok or Instagram Reels, but it was an interview with Wells. He was on some like podcast. And I thought it was kind of interesting that he said, he was like, yeah, when I got on the show, I kind of just assumed that like they would have someone in the back making the actual drinks and I would just be there to, you know, hand the drinks to the people and like talk to them, you know, just be the whatever he's supposed to be there. The, like, on-site bar therapist, basically. Yeah, like, the... He's supposed to be the face of the bartender. Like, what? Right. Yeah. Yeah, but he said when he got there, they were showing him, like, where all the glasses were and the ice and, like, how to pour these drinks and stuff. He's like, I'm, like, actually having to be a bartender for my job and he was talking about how like the contestants will leave their glasses all over the place like on the beach and they only have a limited number of glasses there so he has to uh like walk around the beach every couple hours and pick up glasses because he has to wash them himself to reuse them which i thought was uh very interesting yeah, it's actually pretty wild. I'm sure he's getting paid pretty good money, and he's probably got some time in Mexico by himself. Oh, he's yeah. not serving drinks, but yeah, pretty pretty wild. Um, Golden Bachelor is getting down to like I don't know the more intense part of the show. Uh, not a ton really happened this week except for kathy's gone fuck that bitch uh nice tried to throw Teresa under the bus again and gaslight her and Teresa's like fuck this i'm going straight to gary and then when gary went and said hey why did you tell Teresa to zip her lip super aggressively like three times and kathy didn't deny it she's like hear me out this is what she was saying and gary's like she has a right to feel good about a date you know and so just completely uh could not read the room um outside of that the only good part about the show is they played pickleball uh one lady april faked being hurt to get attention from gary which is fine it's fair play <laughs> i do want to call out they had i think ellen is an absolute ringer she pl- she plays four times a week i think is what she said just absolutely dominating but there were ladies laying out into the crowd for for some of these shots. Like, Jeez. these these ladies are like seventy years old, and they're they're diving for balls and shit. It was it was pretty intense. But, um, yeah, I would say that they're down to like the final 
four or five. We kind of hinted at it earlier, but not sure how they're going to do hometowns if their parents are dead and how they're supposed to get uh, parental <laughs> permission. And then um, two fantasy suites. I want to see it all. You know, we're getting close. We're adults here. Let's see it all. Bear it all. I just want to see them have... I think it would be so funny if they had, like, a montage or, like, some close-up shots. You know how they have those sometimes on The Bachelor where it's, like, just The Bachelor, like, walking in, like, deep thought or something? Like, either before or after the uh, fancy suites. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a shot of... The, the Bachelor walking in thought, like no sound or anything. I want something like that, but for the Golden Bachelor, just like popping a Viagra, but just like in deep yeah. thought. Don't don't give me a Viagra brand, but show him taking a pill with water. Right, it, it's definitely like uh, an ED pill. You you could tell, like at least suggest it. Yeah, I I also. I would be cool with a shot of, you know, like a, what is it, like a four or five minute sex scene uh, with Tommy Wiseau in the room um, <laughs> where he's fucking her belly button. Like, give me one of those for the show. Could get perfect ratings. Yeah. But uh, anyway, any, anything else on Bachelor? No, I think that pretty much covers it. You got any space news? No space news. Stan, you got any space news or semen news? I always got good semen news. Um, Nothing I can share uh, currently. Um, One thing unrelated to space or semen, um, you guys might have already touched on it, but did you see that flag football is going to be in the Olympics? I did see it. I don't think we've talked about it. I really think if we start like, you know, really trying to put a team together now that we could compete for a gold for our country. You're talking about you're talking about people within the league? Yeah, I think of our league, if we had, like, some sort of, you know, tryouts. Uh, I don't know the amount of people on each team in Olympic flag football, but I think we could put a good squad together. My only concern is that I've got a really bad feeling that someone's going to tear their ACL. <laughs> Maybe it's going to be Jesse this year. I think... <laughs> 2023 to 2024 is the year that Jesse tears his ACL. Jesse's going to tear an ACL. He won't even know that it's manifested here. And honestly, now that you say it's Jesse, it's probably going to be someone like Connor. Because Jesse thought that I was going to be the one that tore, that tore his ACL. And ended up being you. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, flag football should be dope. If we went full Joanna, man, I, I'm like 90% sure. It's, did they say it's going to be men and women? Flag football? Um, I'm not sure. Because I, I know women's flag football is like getting big. They should. I mean, I, I don't I see think why it is. Wouldn't. I think there is going to be men's and women's. Because men's, U.S. men's football, like it, that won't even be like a competition. Here's, the women's, women's U.S., the U.S. women's, had, like they haven't won the World Cup or whatever it is the last couple of years. And I know that the Olympics are again like August was when they'd be playing, so it'd be like preseason time. And I'm all for the NFL putting those stars. I mean, you don't need to play the preseason. Let's just throw Jay Jettis out there, Patrick Mahomes. Let's bring home the gold. Like we don't need to be losing to Serbia and the Olympic flag football. 
Just get the Dolphins offense out there. And then on the defensive side, I don't know, give me like the, the Browns or the 49ers. Just like, I'm trying to think of who they get. Who was that for the Bengals that was a very dirty uh, linebacker? Oh, Fontes yeah, Perfect. Perfect out there. And just let him like <laughs> spear an Irishman right in the chest in flag football and just kind of show him, certain you're dumb. I mean, at this point, that guy's like so full of CTE. Like he's 100% got CTE. Might as well just pass it on to someone else. Just concuss him <laughs> and play him flag football. Take the yardage. Who cares? It's not a you bad know? idea to put all of the like CTE retired NFL athletes out there. Get like Antonio Brown out on the field to compete for the country. Almost like giving back to them. Like, sorry, we ruined your lives. Go get a gold medal. This is the NFL made Special Olympics is what it is, essentially. I'm all for it. Yeah, no, I'd be, it'd be dope. I think, I think Antonio Brown could still compete, probably. You know, I I would like to see him score a touchdown and like, just seeing his celebration. I I almost guarantee he'd strip naked. <laughs> be, in the Olympics, really nothing but, else you can do to represent this country. Hanging dong on the Chinese. I mean, it's lit. Um. All right. What do we What do we have for injuries this uh, this week? Did you guys get go through pretty unscathed? Do you have any big injuries? I went through. I think completely unscathed injury wise. All I have. Jalen Hurts apparently has like a knee, but he said that he's not even going to miss practice time. So I don't think that I really have anything serious. That's not too bad. Um, Bijan Robinson apparently. Had a headache and didn't play, but they didn't announce it on the injury report. And now the Falcons are going to be fined and maybe docked draft picks. Potentially, well, did you see the other thing as I, well about the boosted the, the boosted, boosted odds over yeah. on his yards, and then he got one carry at the very end of the game, so that bet didn't push, which means that the sports books. Or whatever sports book it was, won like a ton of money. Yeah, yeah. He and he had a couple snaps, but like to give him one carry at the end of the game, I don't know how that would have worked on nullifying that bet or not. But it was it was really fucked. Regardless, he had told it wasn't like that headache just popped up like right before game time. He had told Arthur Smith the night before that he wasn't feeling very good. And they just didn't they didn't report it. They didn't let anybody know. So um kind of fucked. We'll see we'll see what happens. But I would imagine if they lose draft picks and shit over it, Arthur Smith might be on the hot seat. But they're Atlanta's actually playing pretty well right now. So who knows? Who knows? Um other injuries And Jerome Ford. Jerome uh, Ford's gonna like be out a, a week or two. Time, but I don't think I think it was a pretty clean week as far as I can tell. Yeah, it was a pretty heavy bye week. Uh, so that's another thing. Christian Watson got rolled up on. Um, a lot of dudes went out cramping last night. Uh, Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson, and George Kittle were all cramping up at some point. Sean Watson had something happen. I guess his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. He, he went out after the, 
the first quarter-ish? Not a not an injury, but and not really fantasy relevant either, I guess. But Kareem Jackson, um, the free safety for Denver, got suspended for four games because this is like the second time he's been ejected for like a targeting hit this year. It's like his fourth, fourth targeting time, hit. Yeah, his yeah fourth, fourth time having targeted. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Got fined $90,000 too. So, yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty rough. Pretty shitty. I mean, I, I saw a lot of people saying that he should be suspended longer than that, but I don't know. What happened to the old, the old league, you know? You should be able to <laughs> knock people out whenever I you mean, want. I mean, his one on Sunday was pretty bad. I. You I don't know... remember any of the other ones specifically, but I'm sure they were also bad. We can, we can, uh, I, I should probably bring that up to Denver beat the Packers, which I didn't hear any shit from you, which I, I'm guessing means that you're afraid that the Packers are going to out tank. I didn't hear it from either one of you. <laughs> I mean, I just want to say it right now. The Packers are going full genius mode. Just beat the shit out of the Bears week one and then proceed to out-tank them while the Bears don't even have Justin Fields out there. The Packers, are, they're vying for a top three pick right now, you know? I, I don't want to say it's, it's uh, the perfect plan, but, I mean, they're keeping the fans happy, beating rivals, and then they're going to end up with a top four pick. It's, here, it's sick. It's sick. I'm so happy about it. Let me tell you. <laughs> Here's what I'll say about why I didn't feel the need to say anything. Because the Broncos wins, two wins this year, have been so unexciting that I'm not even like that happy for the win. It's, like, it's, just, it's, it's just a terrible brand of football that they're playing right now. No, I understand it, man. It's been a tough last... 40 years for Packers fans. So I, I get you. And the Bears, two wins have came against the Commanders and Raiders, which doesn't inspire too much confidence. Um, and until they can win more than like one out of 20 games against the Packers, I really just have no, uh, no confidence if, in that rivalry. If, uh, if, if Bajent wins like six games for them, are you going to be happy or are you going to be sad? Uh, I'll, I'll be happy, especially because they have the uh, the Panthers first round pick too, which is looking. They're zero and six right now. Yeah, yeah, they're the number one. Probably going to be the number one overall. Um, so that might go to the Bears. Uh, I don't know. Bajan looked pretty solid because he just was getting the ball out quick. He was managing the game. Well, I think Fields definitely has a higher ceiling. He just holds the ball for what feels like an eternity. Um, so he just takes a lot of sacks that Bajan was able to avoid. Kind of one of those things with uh, running quarterbacks in general, though. Like they just always want to try to extend the play. But it's like Russ in Seattle. Not like Russ in Denver, though. Russ in Denver has a lot more problems than just that. <laughs> it's rough. It's a rough life for all of us right now. Um, and then watching Iowa. Getting to watch the Packers in Iowa has been great, let me tell you. Um, 
yeah, anyway, let's uh let's go through matchups this week. Um we'll start with myself versus Nick. I lost 100.45 to Nick's 142.7. I keep my uh 100 point streak alive. Um didn't really have a good day from anyone outside of Jordan Addison and Cleveland's defense. Um but I'm still pretty happy about, you know, 100 points basically a guaranteed zero from Bijan and then an underwhelming game from Tua. So fair. And I think one thing we didn't mention was the trade that you made this morning with Connor. So Jordan Addison and Alexander Madison for Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly. Um so you know I think if Justin Jefferson comes back fully healthy and um, if James Conner also comes back fully healthy, you're going to have a pretty good team to end the year. It's just a matter of if you'll have enough wins at that point for it to matter in terms of making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, the big thing for me right now is trying to find players that are going to play. Um guys pass their bye weeks because I feel like I can maybe win or lose one more game if I want to make the playoffs. I basically have to win out. I was really hoping to beat Nick, but you know, of course Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey have their best games of the year. Uh, career career game for Travis Kelsey. He set a couple records for himself, and then Mahomes goes over 400 and has four passing touchdowns. So 70 between those two is tough to beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a nice way to trade when you've got Justin Jefferson already. There's no way you need three pieces of the Vikings offense. Uh, so it's good to trade those away. And now Connor has three pieces of the Vikings offense. Uh, so I don't I feel like he's going to live or die by Kirk Cousins for the rest of the season. Uh, and I don't know how confident I would be in that. I really good I, last I was going to say, I will say I think the offense will get a lot better. It's just, I couldn't, if I need to win out, I can't have three pieces of that team and then have them all have a bye week coming up too. Because that's an automatic loss. Like, so I, I think, I'll just say I don't think Connor's going to have the worst fantasy season of all time with some, some of the moves that he's made. He's been unlucky in some places, but I think that he'll get a win or two. Tossin and I think, had the worst season all time year one where he beat me once in the regular season and then beat Adam in the last place game. So two wins is the lowest total that we've seen, I think, so far. So you're projecting Connor is gonna win at least two of his next at least two of the next next it would be no It'd be it's more than six, so we've got seven left in the regular season. Oh yeah, but you're talking full full season. Tossing had two right. total wins. Okay, and so it went two yeah. of his next nine. Two of his next ten. Ten, whatever. If he if he gets to the last if he gets to the last place game. Yeah, yeah. So I think, and it, and I will say Connor's projected the week that we play is projected to beat me by like a hundred and. Already like 105 to like 75, so we'll see how that goes. But um, 
let's go to the next matchup. Drew versus Tostin. Uh, Tostin getting pretty cocky. Team is cracked. Um, just pretty good weeks from everyone. I mean, if Cortland Sutton's going to show out like he has, then uh, Tostin's team is going to be dangerous, man. I mean, even with Raheem Moser kind of having a down day, everyone else played pretty well. Uh, he won 141 to 85.6. I don't know if I said that, but yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty but pretty good day from all of Tossin's players. He got um, Deontay Johnson back, which is another big thing for him, and he looked pretty good for his first game back. Um, you know, for Drew, getting a zero spot from Zach Evans is tough. Uh, then you know, not much from from Higby or Sky Moore, and just pretty average games from uh Swift and McLaurin. So, you know, not a whole lot going in Drew's favor uh this week. Yeah, I gotta give Tossin credit. Um, after that, he just passed me and James, and he's now number one for points scored in the league. Uh, which if you told me that. Based upon his draft, I would not have believed you, but I don't know. I, I look at his team, and it doesn't seem great every time I look at it. It's kind of like Nick's team almost, where I just I don't love the roster, but I guess they're just better than I ever thought they could be. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of crazy. It, I don't know if it's some sort of them being autistic savants or something, but... Whatever whatever they're doing, Nick and Tossin are rolling right now, scoring lots of points. So uh, keep it up, I guess. Let's go to Brandon versus Jaden. Brandon won 110.3 to Jaden's 93.5. Big day from Lamar. Um, 357, three, and then one on the ground. And then Dallas Goddard started to get it going a little bit as well. So... Um, Big day from him, uh, and Ramondre Stevenson as well. So those those two are really starting to run. And then that Rashad White trade with Connor, um, Rashad White and Kyle Pitts for Richardson and Dobbs uh, has kind of come back to bite Connor in the ass. So yeah, um, on Jaden's side, you know, not a great game from Purdy. Only getting 15 points. Devontae Adams is definitely the wide receiver one on the Raiders, but in terms of like fantasy output, has not been. So that's been kind of rough um, for him. And then Cole Komet, he just can't figure out when the right time to play him is because Komet either has a lot of points, it feels like, or zero. Yeah, uh, with coming from a Bears fan, with Cole Komet, I feel like he's one of Fields' favorite targets. Uh, it seemed like when Bajent was in there, it was DJ Moore, and then he was kind of hitting some more of the guys that he was practicing with, with like some backup reps, like Tyler Scott, the rookie, has got a lot more targets since Bajent's been there. Uh, I just I feel like Komet might not be worth a start until Fields is back. But overall, I think both these teams are... Fairly solid. 
Brandon's, I think, will continue to improve. Uh, I feel like he kind of got off to a slow start, but I can definitely see him being a team that competes in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, one one thing to note is the uh, Arizona running back matchup here, where Jaden, $150 well spent. I mean, <laughs> nine and a half more points than uh, the back up there, Keontae Ingram with Amari DiMercato, but uh, not enough. Also, Devontae Adams, I don't know if you've seen the Sheesh report that is put out on like Twitter and you can find it on Reddit too, but... It's all like the near misses. Like, this guy almost had a touchdown. This guy almost had a touchdown. Um, Devontae Adams shows up there like two or three times a week where he's got near touchdowns or near big plays and it's called back for some reason or the quarterback just misses him. So I feel like he's going to bounce back a little bit, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. I don't think he can bounce back with Brian Hoyer as the quarterback. I feel like they've got to put O'Connell in there. Uh, there's a stat that Hoyer hasn't won in seven years. He's been 0-12 in his last 12 starts. It's actually impressive. Um, let's go to Max and Ben. Max wins 122.35 to Ben's 110.8. Max has been on a little bit of a heater here. I think that's three wins in a row for him, maybe. Um, four wins in a row. So Max started 0-3 and he's won four in a row. Uh, scoring pretty well. Despite Sam Howell only having 11.95 points, uh, pretty good days from almost everyone else. Uh, Alvin Kamara, if he's going to get 12 catches a game, it's going to be a wide receiver or running back one, whatever you want him to be. Um, it's it's insane. So, Yeah, and not, not a bad game from uh, Ben's team. Obviously, Bit of a disappointment from Jared Goff, only getting 12. And then Keenan Allen only getting seven and a half. But, you know, pretty good outputs from everyone else. Uh, you know, 21 from ETN, who's been... Is he the RB1 on the year? Probably not. He's been so consistent, though, I feel like, in terms of scoring. I would um, think that he's RB2. Two or three, he'd probably RB three is my guess because he'd be behind McCaffrey and behind mm, yeah, uh, Raheem, Raheem Mostert probably. Yeah, but uh, and then AJ Dillon getting him ten points is also also nice. Touch on both teams. Uh, Alvin Kamara having thirty nine targets through four games is kind of ridiculous as a running back, uh, and then. Josh Palmer um, has been a good addition for Max. Um, upset that I bid more on Quentin Johnston than, than on Joshua Palmer. Uh, it's just me being an idiot, I suppose. Uh, and then with Ben's team, uh, Ben's honestly been very unlucky. Um, Connor can talk about how much he's, you know, people have scored against him, but Ben only has 15 less points against uh, than Connor, and he scored nearly 300 more points on the season. So I think wins will come for Ben. He doesn't deserve to be two and five, given how well his team has performed. And I think as long as AJ Brown just keeps going out there and putting up 130 yards a game, then I think the wins will start coming. Yeah, I mean, 
the whole points for points again thing doesn't matter. It's not not important. Connor scoring 300 less points through seven weeks in Tostin doesn't mean that he's got a worse team than Tostin. Um, it's all about defense. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, in a, in a matchup between Jack and and Connor, but let's let's go to Adam versus Stan and James. Um, Adam won one thirty one point three five to Stan James one one point three five. Uh, pretty just solid game all the way around for Adam's team. Biggest thing I want to know is Amon Ross and Brown had nineteen targets, which is just stupid um and then the running backs adam traded for james cook and jameer gibbs played super well so um might have came out of that trade a winner we'll see who knows um last thing to talk about cooper cup two catches that's it so yeah it's been interesting with cooper cup and puka it feels like they've been going back and forth on which one's going to have a big game which is tough. Um, one thing, other thing to know for Adam's team is Darren Waller has looked really good with Tyrod Taylor. Um, so we'll have to see if that changes when Daniel Jones comes back. I guess if he ends up coming back, I don't know if they'll, they'll stick with Tyrod or not. Probably not, but uh, you never know. Um, they played pretty well in their two games with them, man. I know, I know. And then uh, for Stan, for your team, you know, no, like, real duds besides your kicker getting zero points. Um, and your defense. Getting oh, negative your defense one and getting and negative one and a half. <laughs> yeah. Did not see that. But uh, other than that, just kind of average games from everyone outside of Jalen Hurts and Christian McCaffrey. But they were already projected to score basically that much. Yeah, having our kicker and defense combined for negative one and a half isn't ideal. Um, and the thing about like McCaffrey scoring a lot is, and Jalen Hurts, they're both always projected like over 20 points. So, like, when they play well, like, it's not like my projection goes up. Like, I kind of <laughs> have to hit that. Otherwise, I'm in the red pretty quickly. Uh, and another note is Devontae Smith kind of looks like he's the wide receiver four on my team right now which I guess is a good problem to have. But since A.J. Brown complained, Devontae Smith's just not getting the targets, which thankfully, you know, Drake London has kind of stepped up. Uh, Christian Kirk has kind of retaken that wide receiver one role in Jacksonville. Uh, but yeah, Adam's team, I mean, he had six guys get over 16 points, just all around really good week, and, and there's really nothing I could have done. Yeah, uh... The whole losing Devontae Smith basically because AJ Brown won the bitch really sucks. But um your team's still pretty fucking good. So I can't feel too bad or, or give too much sympathy. But uh I don't know. Better days will come, I'm sure. Um and, and I will say that I do think AJ Brown is a better receiver than Devontae Smith. Like it's not like Devontae deserves all these targets, but it would be nice maybe to get one or two uh, deep balls, which he hasn't really seen in the last few weeks. If you could have one of their bodies, whose would it be? 
I'm gonna hold off because I don't know what they uh you know what they're packing down there. Um <laughs> you know, Devontae could be uh hung like a horse and I just don't know it, so I can't commit to one or the other right now. So dick size is the most important thing to you. Yeah, I, the one thing that matters to me most uh in my ideal body would be penis. Yeah, I mean I I guess that makes sense. AJ Brown gives real small dick energy. I so. agree. So I hesitate. <laughs> David, you got you got an answer for that one? Um, I don't know. David, who do you think has the biggest penis on your team? On my team? Yeah. Uh, let me let me look. On my team, biggest penis probably. Are we going? Are we going total length? Are we going total length? Yeah, I. Oh yeah. Do we disregard girth in this situation? I think just length. I mean, I'm just gonna say it's probably Buffalo's defense if we're going total length. (laughs) That's that's true. The sum of all the penises that that makes sense. If we're going single player only, I'm gonna say probably like Javante Williams or T Higgins. Really? That's my guess. Yep. I'm gonna say Joe Burrow has a fake big dick energy. It's not really big. Um, we're going Joey Sly is who I think. <laughs> Joey, if you're if you're a kicker and especially Joey Sly seems like a piece of shit, and usually it's those types that like he like seems like he would beat his wife. It's those types that you know th- they've got big dicks and that's how they keep chicks around. You know, see that's why I don't beat my wife. Because you get a small, a small dick, yeah. yeah. There, there's the energy on both sides. You can have real tiny dick energy. Ha- probably have like an average size penis, like AJ Brown does, which his looks smaller because he's a you know bigger guy. Um, or you can, you can be like Joey Sly, who people probably don't think that he's he's packing down there. And I, I'm guessing, I'm guessing he's got a hog. It's like Ron Jeremy, you know. Yeah, maybe. I, I can see it. Speaking of which, let's go to to your matchup, David. I was, um, I was kind of hoping that was all that's the, the conversation about that's, my matchup, that's, that's and there the was nothing right there. else. We, we don't have to talk about the rest. Jesse beat you ninety nine point one five to seventy nine point eight. At least you don't have the drinks this week. Um, Connor's getting these on good weeks, though. That he's getting them. We'll talk about his his matchup next, I guess. But uh, honestly. The real difference maker was uh, Deontay Foreman. I mean, three touchdowns. Played really well. Looks really good. I don't know why he wasn't getting touches in this backfield in the first place. They brought him in, and he ran really well last year. Um, I I hate to say it, but the Bears have too much r- talent at running back. Like, it's, uh, it's a good problem to have, but I don't know, fantasy-wise, if you're going to want any of those, any of those guys, because they're all probably going to take run from each other so yeah i mean the deontay foreman one hurt um Taysom hill hurts more though projected 2.75 coming in had 50 receiving yards and a rushing touchdown uh you know you hate to see it but uh i guess on to the next week yeah, Jesse, uh, a fun fact about Jesse's team, uh, he's only had one person score more than 100 points against him, uh, and we're in week eight. Uh, 
So he's had very fortunate matchups. Um, I mean, you know, he's just playing the team split in front of him and he's winning, but I just don't think this like low scoring victories can continue the whole season. But I mean, what do I know? We've uh, we we talked about it last week, but this is the opposite of what happened to him two years ago when he started 0-7 and was the highest scorer. Um, so it, it, it probably... Maybe it's not deserved. Jesse doesn't deserve this. But it's probably karma just, you know, making things right. So um, It's got to be but, the least stressful fantasy season of all time. Uh, just watching your opponents just put up 75 points against you weekly. It'd be it'd be nice if he scored too, but he is currently like bottom five in scoring. So, but six and one—that's all that really matters. So, um, let's go to the last score or last game. Speaking of good defense, Jack put on just a hell of a performance this week. Uh, beat Connor seventy-five point eight to Connor sixty-one point zero five. Another shot and drink for Connor. Um, his his name kind of alludes to it, but uh, good game from Jerome Ford. Gerald Everett had a touchdown. Um, outside of that, Jack's team is pretty rough. I mean, seventy five point eight points is is rough. So yeah, not really a, a great game from either side here. Uh, but yeah, Jack was able to pull out the win. Sean Watson getting. <laughs> Connor negative points is kind of funny. I feel like Connor has not picked the right QB at any week in this season. Like every single week, his QB is putting up a dud. Yeah, Connor, like I had mentioned in the chat, if Connor did play Kirk Cousins this week, he would have won. Um, and I do think that his team just needs to be cleansed of Deshaun Watson. I just think he drafted him and has gone 0-7. I just, uh, you know, part of that karma for having Deshaun on your team, I think it's just kind of buried them. Uh, one good thing is I do think that the Kenneth Walker for Damian Pierce trade is just going to be an overall win for Connor. I just don't, I mean, I know they're on bye, but Damian Pierce splitting the backfield with Devin Singletary, I think, just, I don't see how he overtakes what Kenneth Walker's doing. But I don't know, man. Connor, I I want him to get a win because I feel bad at this point. But uh, I don't know. Just at I, this point, I just want to see him break eighty. I I think we're all in agreement that we want to see Connor get a couple of wins, and then get last place overall. If I I think it'd be it'd be sad to see him go zero and sixteen, zero and seven, zero and seventeen. I think that'd be be that'd be rough. That'd be rough. I think that he might be an alcoholic by the end of the season. That's the case. <laughs> if that but, happens, uh, I do think he might have to go back to Farmville on Facebooks. I might have to agree if that that's does true. happen. Sign back into Facebooks. Um, I I will. I have to agree with Clinton, your team, and Deshaun Watson. I think that's that's a start. Um, get rid of him. Play Kurt. It's kind of the opposite, you know, vibes there. You're going from worst player in the league to uh, someone I don't really like because he's probably on the opposite end of it, you know, um, a little too over religious. Playing that, he's white card really. Uh, he's he's playing that up, you know. The KFC commercial I think we all saw. Um, 
And he's been talking about Creed in all of his press conferences over the past. All three. of them. All of them. But the band or the, the movie? band? The band. The band. Yeah, they apparently listened to it in the locker room, and that's what's been pumping them up lately. So they um, listen to it, or he explicitly the does. He made he the, the Vi- listen to Creed, and now now they all listen to it. And he said it's great for their morale and all that. So it's it's interesting, but um, yeah, I mean he's got Kenneth Walker, who's probably a, a top. Honestly, five running back right now, fantasy wise. Um, didn't even score a touchdown. Still end up with 105 uh, rushing yards. Um, pretty good trade there. He he will have better days. He he won't have too many more 60 point weeks. So, um, let's go to this week's matchups. We'll start with myself versus Max. Uh, I'm gonna pick myself over Max. No real reason. I don't know, just kind of feeling like winning this week, so. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go you as well. I think uh, I think the trade for Austin Eckler works out for you, and he has a big, big week this week. Yeah, I'm also going Travis this week. Uh, I think Bijan, you know, assuming he doesn't have another week of headaches, should greatly improve. Austin Eckler, I think, is a huge addition. I mean, Max's team is, like I said, it's been improving. Um, I just, I don't know if he's got the matchups this week uh, to beat you. All right, let's go to Drew versus Stan and James. Uh, I go Drew just about every week, but I've got to say, it's going to be tough to win without a kicker. So, uh, I'll go. I'll go Stan and James this week. Um, yeah, I'll go Stan and James as well. Uh, no, no real rhyme or reason here. I'm also going to go with myself uh, and James. Uh, I think James is, you know, co-managing uh, is really going to kind of put that inspiration into our team this week. They know that we need it. They just heard his inspirational speech uh, from this uh, the beginning of this podcast. Uh, I think they just really put it together. Uh, McCaffrey keeps it rolling. Uh, Kareem Hunt looks like he's going to get the start, um, which might be nice for another possible couple touchdowns. Uh, so, yeah, I'll go with us. All right, let's go to crazy how this lined up. Uh, Brandon versus David. Uh, I'm going David. Um, I think... Th- the team gets inf- inspired. It looks like there's going to be snow in Denver, though. Um, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Don't think that should impact Javante Williams. That might make him better, but I, I think that would probably help. Yeah. So, so we'll see. Um, I think you get a big day. Matchups look pretty rough for Mueller's team. So, uh, yeah. You know, the numbers are saying that I'm about to get blown out in this game, but. I think I pull it off. Uh, I think this one's going to be really close. Uh, I do like the CJ Stroud, uh, Nico Collins uh, against Carolina. I think that could you know, be a lot of points. Um, with that being said, uh, I'm going to base this matchup just entirely based on uh, who showed up to my wedding. Uh, so I'm going to go with Brandon. That's tough. That's tough. Uh, I have David, a bracelet to prove David I was does there. have a bracelet. 
He was just stuck in the in the bathroom the entire time, couldn't get out. <laughs> so that Mexican food just ran right through your system. There's no flush in anything but toilet paper, though. <laughs> um, let's go to Ben and Jack. Uh, Ben's team's been hot, man. I th- I think I'm gonna go with I think I'm gonna go with Ben. Uh, I'm gonna go Ben as well. I'm just going based off projected points. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Ben. I think Jared Goff uh, needs a bounce back game, and the Raiders are a perfect secondary, just a torch for like a 35 point week. All right, next matchup: Adam versus Nick. This is supposed to be the closest matchup of the week. It looks like. Uh. I think I think they keep it rolling, man. I think uh, Mahomes and Kelsey keep going. Their offense is just going to start clicking. Uh, I think I think Nick beats Adam this week. Um, I'm going to go Adam over Nick. I do think Mahomes and Kelsey do have a big game. Um, Kelsey has torched the Denver secondary in their past, like five years worth of matchups so it would not surprise me if he um continues to do so but i think cup has a big game and i think waller uh keeps it going against the jets as well uh this is another one that like this you know projections say i think it's gonna be very close but i'm gonna go with nick uh i think if he gets adam feeling the starting lineup maybe replace like tutu atwell uh, just feeling Hawkinson, Kelsey, Mahomes, just like a lot of possible boom games for him. But unless I think Cup and Stafford go off, I think it's going to be tough for Adam. Let's go to Tostin and Jaden. Um, I think the slide continues for Jaden. Uh, Tostin, I think, beats him. Moves up to four and four. Jaden will slide to his fifth straight loss. Go three and five. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going tossed on this one as well. I think his team just uh, has the ability to put up more points. Uh, when I look at their teams, uh, Brees Hall will probably. I mean, I'm gonna assume replace Steve Mercado. Uh, and I, I don't know. Overall, I like Jaden's team more, but. Tossin's team somehow just keeps putting up points, and I don't see that slowing down, so I'm going to pick Tossin. All right, and last matchup, I lied about the closest one. Uh, Jesse versus Connor. Connor, for the second week in a row, projected to win uh, 94.55 to 94.28. Um, this is the week. I think he does it this week. I think Connor beats Jesse. We go... Jesse moves to six and two. Connor goes to one and seven. The fourteen beats the one. Biggest upset. Yeah, you know, I said I needed to wait for the the right matchup to happen to pick Connor, and I, I think this one is it. I'm I'm gonna go Connor as well. It's it is funny that I think I like Connor's matchups and team more than Jesse's, and it's a fourteen versus one. Uh, with that being said, though, I just am going to pick Jesse because until Connor's team proves that they can just be anything but dog water, I just I can't pick them to win a game. 
Yeah, I, I guess I understand that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all the matchups. Uh, with that, let's move to team names. Give me your your least favorite of the ones that have changed. We've obviously seen a couple of uh, a couple of ones that haven't changed. So, give me your least oh. favorite names. Uh, you know, I hate to do this to myself, but I'm giving myself the least favorite. I uh, I was crunched on time. I forgot to do it, so I pushed that out. You know, minutes before we started recording, and I I realize it's not a great name. Stan, you got a you got a least favorite? Yeah, uh, I mean, David, it's not great. Um... But at least, you know, it's a reference. It's not... Well, you put in at least a little bit of effort. Uh, I think the uh, Austin versus Jaden showdown of just Emus Crack and Clown Show, there's just nothing into those. It's just like, hey, my team's good, and hey, Tostin's a clown. <laughs> so I don't really like either of those. And then Jack's Kryptonite, three backs down if I go. Like, I get it. It's a, you know, Kryptonite, three doors down reference, but, like, it's just so clunky, and I think it just could have maybe been a little bit better. Yeah, I I appreciate Jack at least uh, at least trying to implement something there. I I will say the Evan Almighty Clown Show and Team is Cracked were the the three I looked at uh, when I was thinking worse. Um, I think I'm gonna go Clown Show though because I think it'll spark something in Jaden to give us a good team name by the weekend. Tons of ammo. He's got three sisters. He's got a mom. He's got a he's got a niece. I mean. I don't know. Go, I don't go know. after. Him. Go I don't after. know if Jaden's gonna do that. He said to me when I faced him, he said, "No mom or sister names." He said those were off limits. I'm. I mean, for, he was like, I'm, "It'll be off limits for me if it'll be off limits for you." So he attacked your dad's dietary habits, though. He did. That's, that's, that's worse. That's yeah. I was gonna say that's arguably worse. I if not that, I mean, he's Native American too. You could make tons of racist team names i mean <laughs> would i would i commend it probably not but it's better than clown show i mean come on come on um all right give me your give me your best um you know there's a lot of good ones this week big fan of the michael thomas hickey and the <laughs> drake barlas london you know i love i love to play on play on names there you know, Gus Bus, Bang Bus, featuring Big D's, good too. The second Jettis hit the tower, need Jameson to watch his shit. They're all great. It's tough. Um, I think the one that made me laugh the most was Michael Thomas Hickey, though. Yeah, right. for me, uh, I personally love a good 9-11 joke. I think Travis's Sir second Jettis hit the tower is... Is my favorite. Um, I did love right before I got on this morning. I changed my team to Drake Barlast, Drake Barlast London, uh, based off the goat Drake Talkington. Uh, I even found his mug shot, so that's what I uh, you know, <laughs> threw in there. Uh, but to see that I was playing against Michael Thomas Hickey is just a great showdown. I would love to see Drake Talkington and Michael Hickey compete in you know just any activity, whether it be like a bare knuckle brawl or maybe like mud wrestling. One on one football game, passing only, no running it. Yeah, I mean, um, Drake's got experience uh, in the yard. Uh, I think he could get a little scrappy and, you know, 
compete against Mike. I mean, it, I don't know who'd win, but uh, I'd watch it. Um, I I gotta say, I don't want to hype myself up. I think Sir Second Judge's hit. I I think that some of my finest work, um, Michael Thomas Hickey, Drake Barless, London. I think you probably could have gone. I don't know if you would have had space, and it might have been a little toss and ask. I don't know if you could have got it to to flow right. But if you went Drake Barless, talk L- London. Maybe I was, I was trying to figure out if I wanted to incorporate both their last names or which one to go with. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I as the thing is, his middle name's Barlass. Like, I don't, I don't even know what the fuck that is, <laughs> but it just the way it, you know, you can clearly tell that it's Drake Barlass, uh, and then the picture too. So yeah. I just kind of rolled with. Uh, I figured as long as I had Barlass somewhere in there, it was. It, it's still solid. Um, I I have to give my number one this week to Brandon. I. Uh, Gus Boss Bang Bus featuring Big D. And the reason I'm doing that is because Brandon posted his images <laughs> onto his Snapchat story accidentally today. So <laughs> there was like 30 minutes where that image was up and a couple of images of your of your Instagram <laughs> account were up, David. I don't know if you saw it or not. But I didn't know. I, I, did, I, I was I was dying at work because <laughs> he it says bang bus on the bus <laughs> and then it had two pictures of you and Adam that followed it right up. It was it was beautiful. <laughs> um so the I told him I messaged him like or messaged him, I said, Hey, don't know if you meant to have these up. He was kind of embarrassed, but I said, No, it's kinda of savage actually, because now everyone thinks that David and Adam are on the bang bus together. So um a lot of shit talking there more than you like he he went outside of the league to do it even so um I wish go with it, it was pretty it was pretty solid yeah i thought it was a personal attack like he had the bang bus and then he just had the picture of you and adam i think adam like wrote you a one penny check or you wrote him a one yeah. penny check either way uh yeah he just had those on his story i thought it was just like i don't know maybe rivalry week i didn't know what was going on but <laughs> Yeah, it was is it got me pretty good at work when I looked at it. So, um, yeah, that's it. That's that's it for team names. You got anything to plug, David? You been watching any hentai? Haven't been watching any hentai. No, NBA's back. I'm actually What's... watching the Nuggets right now. So, Stan, who's your pick to win the NBA Finals this year? NBA Finals. I've been keeping up a lot with the NBA lately. Uh... Are Stockton and Malone still on the Jazz? Uh, Malone's in a girl named Jazz. She's like thirteen. I was gonna say. Um, yeah, I'll go with the Jazz. I feel like they're probably. Uh, I would assume they're one of the worst teams in the league, but I really, uh, I couldn't tell you for sure. It's a bit but of a I sleeper like, pick. I like to get those sleepers. You know, get those. If you get those plus, you know, three thousands to win, like those, those are my picks. I mean, they're they're definitely like the whitest city. So, you know, if that's what you're going for, I don't know if, if that's your style. Probably the most racist location, maybe them in Boston. So, say, don't rule the Celtics out for that. But yeah, the Jazz. Uh, you're going with the Jazz, okay? You got any? You got any? Uh, any plugs before David tells us about what's going on in this Nuggets game? I'm sure he's gonna. He's just waiting to narrate what's going on 
Uh, yeah, I got a couple. Uh, I did just recently get married. I figured I'd just let David know. I wasn't sure if you heard <laughs> heard about it. Uh, other than that, uh, Halloween party is coming up this weekend, and it will be at my house this year. Uh, so if you're looking to you know get to Des Moines, maybe get out of Muscatine for a little bit, uh, feel free to come up and get some drinks, hang out with all the friends, and just have a good time. What's the uh, what's the policy on blowjobs in the bathroom? Uh, our bathroom is pretty small. Uh, it's about it's probably about the same size as your guys is maybe a little smaller. Um, but I mean they're encouraged. Uh, okay. John Soul, I don't believe got an invite this year. Um, but if you want him to be on either end of your blowjob, just give him a call, I guess, and and let him know. You say blowjobs in the bathroom. John comes running. <laughs> so. It's like a uh, type scenario. Especially, he comes dressed like Arthur, the fourth grader. Um, take that as a double entendre. Uh, David, you got anything else? Uh, no, Nuggets are up 16 on the Lakers. All right, Lakers come back, put money on it. Um, all right, I guess then, uh, hey, fuck it. Hey, fuck it. Hey, fuck it. Hey, we got fucking deal with this together, bro. Okay, you got the shit. Okay, bye.